Okay, have you ever wondered um, what it's going to be like after you've been working on yourself for a little while and installing new habits and working on goals and actually actively taking steps to become future you? It can really be hard, especially in the beginning, to ask yourself, is this even going to be worth my effort? Is this even going to be worth my time? Or am I just Am I just spinning my wheels here? Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. So today I have my friend and student and coaching client and somebody that I've known for quite a long time, uh, Jenny Burns. Jenny is an author and a ghostwriter, and uh, we've known each other for a very long time. But yeah. Jenny took my course, uh, took Unlock Your Five Star Future two years ago. I know, she, hard to believe, right? You enrolled at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> in January, before yeah. 2020 became 2020. And then we went through all that together as yes. you're also trying to visualize your best life. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you could join me today. Thanks so much for having me today. I am glad to be here. Is there anything I missed in your, I mean, very brief introduction. I barely, I barely scratched the surface. Is there anything else I missed in the story of Jenny Burns that you would like to share? I mean, not really. I kind of feel <laughs> like I'm the writing jack of all trades at this point, you know, because yeah. I go straight, I publish fiction, I edit, I do marketing. I do so many things. So no, you I'm just do, the jack of all trades. Yeah, you do so many things. And one of the things that brought us together um, a long time ago was writing. Yeah. But then more recently, when you decided to take Unlock Your Five Star Future, um, you wanted to quit your day job mm -hmm. and do writing full time. Yeah. And what else? I mean, that's that's the version that I know. But what kind of yeah. prompted you? Was that the beginning of doing looking at personal growth for you or had you already been doing other stuff before so, we I mean, started working been, together? Yeah. In fairness, like I'd already been doing some things. Um, mind you not well, because yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's, there's this, this thing. And in some ways I want to blame it on the fact that I'm a firstborn and a Scorpio and all these things. Like, you know, you're always trying to better yourself and learn something new. Cause I am one of those kind of just go getter people. Mm -hmm. But like, having the idea of being a go-getter and then knowing how to functionally be one are very different things. Because <laughs> I think I was more of a throw things at the wall, like throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks yeah. before you and I started actually working together. Um, because I, as a writer, I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> a procrastinator. Yes. Procrastinator okay. pantser <laughs> on top of things. And so, yet you still finish books. Yeah. Yeah. And you finish your freelance more rapid projects. rate than I ever used to, mm -hmm. um, which is crazy. When I think about the fact that the very first book I wrote was like, what, seven or eight revisions over, gosh, at least eight years. 
And now I, I write about a book a month on average, yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, it's not always a full book because of other projects I do for other clients while having another full-time job, two teenagers at home and a husband. So like, if you think about the sheer amount of words written mm-hmm. in a month, it, it's mind blowing compared to what it used to be Yeah, when we first met. <laughs> so what, what changed that helped you go from, okay, so if you're, are you still a procrastinator planner? And um, so what changed to actually so, make that work? For yeah, you? I mean, I am still a procrastinator planner to a certain extent um, because I know exactly how long it's going to take me to do something. And I do work better under pressure of a deadline. Okay. It's just me. And I know that about myself, which means I build that into my deadlines. And then I set my calendar based on those things because I I know if it's only going to take me a week to do something, but I give myself the entire month with the, you know, building it in slowly. Yeah, I will most of those days, like I'll sit down during my time, but I won't be as productive as I'd like to be necessarily okay. because I know I have more time. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I may not get as many words on the page as I can, like closer to my deadline. <laughs> but what I'll do is I'll be sitting there finding the right music that I want to listen to for the project. Like, so I'm doing all these other things that actually really do help me with the project that I don't otherwise make time for. So that is my built-in time for those things. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, it's so funny because like you said, you and I have been working together for two years. And I think the most common phrase I use during our coaching sessions is I I blame you for this, Mel. Um, I know, yeah. And I always mean it in the nicest way possible because (laughs) realistically, I wouldn't do half of the like good things I'm doing if you and I had working together. So I blame you in the best way possible. Oh, that's so sweet. Me, like, <laughs> you made me realize I need to do better. So um, one of the like big things from you and I working together is that planning component. I realized that planning component can take on its own world as long as there's a plan and I dedicate that time to it. Mm-hmm. And then I get to cross that off, like on my little list of things to do that, hey, I did my time and I did do something that's productive towards the project. Even if I only wrote in that hour, maybe 500 words instead of yeah. 1,500, you know what I mean? But you showed so, up for that hour. I showed up, Yeah, I did something and then I felt accomplished and I got to, you know, check it off my list. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, it's, I think that one of the things that you're, you're hitting on that's so important is it really truly matters that we set finish lines and cross mm-hmm. them because oh, I... you're building that habit oh, when you yeah. sit down, right? And even though you don't have the pressure, creative work takes noodling time. It takes marination it time. It takes it takes some time just kind of messing around with the words and messing around with the music and messing around with am I gonna sit or am I gonna stand? Am I gonna sit? Yeah. Desk up, desk down. Yeah. Is this room feeling right for the mood? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Moving around the house into yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's very funny because in my day job I do something that's very logical minded where it's very straightforward. (laughs) So like there is there's not a I mean, there is creativity in it because I find the creativity, but there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. So when you try to explain to someone who doesn't try to create from the ground up Mm -hmm. on a regular basis that 
that amount of time you set aside may not always produce the same results every day. They don't understand that because they're used to, well, there's this step, this step, this step, and this happens, but that's not how it works when you're being creative. Exactly. And for someone whose day job has always been in that side of the world, you know, where like X plus Y plus Z equals ta-da, productivity, you know, kind of thing. Right, right. Um, I had to learn that those productivity benchmarks are just different when you're yeah. creative. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's where, again, I blame you, Mel, because ah. I was setting myself up for failure, not realizing I was setting myself up for failure because to me, it was numbers on the page every day. And when I wasn't hitting that number on the page day, because I was having a weird, do I want to sit at my or stand at my desk? Or do I want to work at the coffee shop? Or do I want to work at home? Oh my God, my kids have a test and he's freaking out. Do I really need to be writing right now? We're working with him and helping him study kind of thing. Uh -huh. You know, once I learned that sometimes those priorities have to shift as long as you're doing something in that time block you set for yourself. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a set number of words. Cause I used to be one of those people who like, I think I read it somewhere in like, maybe it was in Stephen King's on writing memoir, right? Where I believe he said he sat down at his desk every day to write like 2000 words. And if he wrote his 2000 words, he was like, he felt accomplished. So me, I was like, that's great. I'll set a number goal. That was the worst thing for someone like me to do. Because I could procrastinate that number of words all day long. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, but yeah. the thing about the thing about the way you're doing it, where you're setting a time block, mm -hmm. that time starts, that time ends. Yeah. Right. So as long as you show up for the time, um, and this is something I, I read about as well in, I'm going to say Laura like Gilmore's book. Um, Lauren Graham's book. Yeah. As fast as I can. She talks about the process of writing because she has written other books as well. And mm -hmm. one of her rules is you show up for the book. Mm -hmm. So you show up for the project. So if somebody's got, yep. you know, they're building their Etsy store, they want to create their podcast and work on their website. Mm -hmm. Relationships, you're working on relationships. Sure. Show up for the thing. Show up yeah. when you set the time and the finish line is your effort, not your result. Yeah. Because we don't always control when it's creativity. We don't always control the number of words that come out oh, or absolutely. we do control it, but then you're forcing it and they're not, they're just words you're going to delete tomorrow because they're right. not the right words. Yeah. Um, and you have to find that balance between forcing it out and it's garbage, but that's how you figure it out or forcing yep. it out. And it's, that was a worthless, pointless endeavor. Um, just like we don't control the number on the scale. So to take it right. to a totally different example, we control what we eat. Mm -hmm. We control the activity we do. We don't control if the number on the scale changes. So Absolutely. that's, that's why I love that you focus on your efforts, yes. not your results. Yes. And I mean, I'm still the same results focused. I need that deadline, like looking at my heels kind of girl, but I feel like my time is better planned and spent when I'm doing a project now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because I still like that, but I build that into my plan. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Yeah, great. exactly. Because I know I work better under pressure. It just is what it is. It's yeah. <laughs> 
So this time scheduling is working for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, are it. there other areas of your life that you feel like you've been able to improve because you're now working oh, yeah. with this? I'm going to set a block of time for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyone who knows me knows I have had um, a multitude of chronic health issues for years. And again, oh, I blame you for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't give you the health issues. You didn't give me the health issues, but fixing them. And the one area that when you and I started working together back in January of 2020, you're right. I came to you. You were like, so what are your, what are your goals? What are you hoping to get out of it? And I said, I want to quit my day job and be a full-time writer. And you were like, okay. And then you made me do a whole bunch of homework that made me not like you so much, even though I had liked you previously for very many years. And I've always respected you as an expert in what you do because let's face it. You're, you're kind of brilliant. So thank when you, you made me do all this harm, hard homework and I kind of like, didn't like you, I was like, Oh, that means like something's working. <laughs> like, cause you know what I mean? Like change doesn't come easy. So right. just to be able to have like that ugh, feeling about making change means the change was going to be hard, but it was going to be worthwhile. Yeah. Hard, you know? Yeah. And I realized through working with you that, um, before I was going to do anything writing related, I need to take care of my health. And, um, you know, with having a whole bunch of chronic autoimmune conditions and stuff like that, the one thing like, and I forget what exercise it was in, because it was in that first class, the becoming future you class. That is probably when I make you assess your different life areas separately and give them a rating. Yeah, but I feel like there was something beyond the rate because let's face um, it, we all know my five star rating for my health was like a negative three stars. Right. <laughs> but you right. don't have that on the sheet no. to like fill out minus three. So I think I gave myself a pitiful half star because mm-hmm. I felt like that was at least showing up and showing you like I realize this area is bad. It could be worse. No, it could be a lot better, star. but it could be worse. So don't right. challenge me now. Um, <laughs> and the one thing you and I talked about is that how could, because I was talking about being so stressed out from transitioning from my day job every day into trying to be creative and like, mm-hmm. and then I was exhausted. I was having problems with my wrist at the time because I had a tendonitis issue that wound mm-hmm. up being surgery on. So like I was trying to learn how to use um, other technologies to not have to type, which girl, you know, voice recognition, like I can use it. It's just not more, it's not more efficient. It is not faster for me. I am one of those people that it is not. I type faster than I can put together a good coherent sentence verbally (laughs) for the page. Um, So the one thing you suggested is, well, where's the time block where you're taking care of yourself, where you're doing mm-hmm. something for your health? And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my words were, ain't nobody got time for that. And I'm pretty sure you kind of looked at me in the way that you do and said, well, I think you need time for that because that's holding you back. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like when you're right, Mel Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> because and that's I how I remember it as well. On- yeah, I really want to focus on quitting that day job. Yeah. And you were like, right, but if your health is suffering, yeah, how are you going to be productive? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll figure that out. And you're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and that's yeah. where the choose one thing came in. And I'm pretty sure there was like bribes and stuff levied I mean, in your you direction. You tried to bargain your way out of oh, it. Oh, I, I did. Remember that. Girl, but I, it's, I tried hard. 
It's really important though. And I don't think you're the only one because uh, one of the things that's so fabulous about working with somebody like you is you're naturally enthusiastic, right? Mm-hmm. And you naturally have dreams and goals and um, you're go-getter, right? You might yeah. procrastinate a plan. There might, you might have habits that are not working for you, but in yeah. general, you like, you see a vision and, yeah. and as soon as we clarify the vision more, like as yeah. soon as we're going through like, okay, well, what do you want out of your relationship? What do you want out of this? What do you want out of that? Immediately your brain was like, okay, I have the vision. I want this, 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 and this. And that means I have to do this, 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 and this. Okay, go. Yes. Go team. Right. Yes. And you're like, it's cool, Mel. I'm just going to install 87 new habits and work on 34 goals at the same time. This week, I'm going to start them all today. And even though it's like 9 p.m. and I'm supposed to be asleep. Right. And because you can do a calendar, you're like, no, no, no. Look, I figured it out. It's all 87 of them will fit in. Okay. I remember one exercise you made me actually like print out a calendar and like color. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember thinking, I need two copies of it because I need 48 hours in the day. Yeah. to do all my things. Yeah. And your point was really well made that no, that wasn't going to work or be efficient or effective. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, you were right, Mel Jolly. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Listen, just because you can make a list, right? And mm-hmm. for some of us, we are excellent list makers. I'm a super oh. good list maker. Yes. And I didn't actually start accomplishing things until I learned how to work my calendar. And mm-hmm. for me, and this is exactly what you're describing too, similar issue. For me, I just overestimated how much I could do in a day by times 10. Oh, easily. And then at the end of every day, I'm like, dang it, Mel. Yeah. What did you even do today? Why'd you waste so much time? And they wouldn't, I I mean, I, it really took a lot of years of me trying to figure out like, okay, where is my time going? Is there like a, like, am I walking through some kind of like, interdimensional thing like between my kitchen when I eat breakfast and when I get to my office why does that take two hours what's happening what what am I doing yeah and the worst part about that is which I you know because again I struggled with that for a long time being a list person yeah you wind up constantly falling short Mm-hmm. And it starts this cycle of you're not good enough. You're never mm-hmm. going to achieve your goals. So mm-hmm. it starts this cycle of negative self-talk that makes you want to just curl up in a ball um, and cry for yeah. about an hour, which kills another hour of your time that you <laughs> had on the list to do something else. So like you set yourself up for such a massive failure just by not really being realistic. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Not acknowledging how time works like even in the background on our call right now just because I forgot to close it I have my calendar open you know and right now I have the Jenny Burns podcast recording block going but before that I had you know do this thing do this thing do this thing Mm -hmm. and I decided to (laughs) because I put on makeup today (laughs) can't you tell um I put on makeup and my nice shirt um (laughs) I was like, well, shoot, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to record some other podcast episodes because I don't want to do this again. I washed yeah. my hair today. So I, <laughs> I love I, you so much. <laughs> just keeping it real, right? Yeah. But because I are. put podcast recording in my day, now what was in that time block, it's going to move somewhere else. It doesn't get deleted. Right. It gets mm-hmm. moved somewhere else. And for me, yeah. 
like Sunday is when I look at my list and I, then I put it in my calendar for the week. And that's every Sunday is when I have the like Mel come to Jesus moment and go, you can't do all this. Yes. What are you going to take off this list? You yeah. can't do it all. Some of it's going to have to wait till the following week. Some people are going to mm-hmm. have to be told no. Yeah. And for you, that's a similar oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Learning how to say no to people was such an important part of this whole process. You know, yeah. After, I believe, because, you know, going back to the health thing and you making me prioritize it, we scheduled an hour in my day between my day job and creative time to just lay down and rest. (laughs) And I still do it to this day. In fact, today I have to move it to after our recording because I went right from one to this, but like every day it's kind of this thing now that I just do. And everyone accepts that I go, I lay down, I relax because then I can do all the rest of the things. But, um, after taking care of myself, I realized part of taking care of myself, because I'm one of those people that if you come to me and ask me to help you with something, I will instinctively say yes, before what you have asked me to help with has fully processed in my brain. I am like one of those people. And, um, which is great. Like, I love people like me. It's it's (laughs) very generous, kind, loving people, but we also burn out really fast. Yeah. And that was the one thing you told me. You're like, what, what of these projects? Because I start, I was, I had this idea because I realized, um, you know, as I was working with you that like quitting my day job and just full-time writing wasn't going to financially be responsible. So I wanted to like, even the scales a little bit more. So I looked at ghostwriting and, um, it took off really well for me probably because I'd already been creating a lot of content for myself. I've been helping other people create content. I had been ghostwriting without really considering it ghostwriting for friends, businesses, and stuff like that. Like I'd already been doing some of the things. So I got really lucky, you know, because I had put in work and effort previously that when I put my intention towards doing it, it just kind of exploded. But then I was also getting these like projects that came my way that like the pay rates were abysmal for my time. Mm -hmm. Like literally we're talking like a penny per word and they want like a thousand word article on a topic I know nothing on. So I'm going to have to spend time, you know, researching this. And, and I remember you're like, well, why don't you say no? (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry. Have we met? (laughs) Revolutionary idea here. You don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, remember, this is your calendar, your time. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And when it comes to client work, I had to start retraining the way I looked at it, that it was, they're paying for my time slot on my calendar. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be worth that time, what they're paying me for mm-hmm. it. And I had to include all that other prep work too, mm-hmm. you know, not the like picking out a playlist. I mean, that, <laughs> that doesn't count, but you know what I mean? Like any research stuff, cause yeah. I do a lot of nonfiction ghostwriting and that requires yeah. a ton of research and a ton of back and forth with the client. Cause they are already the expert right. and I am becoming one, <laughs> you right. know, and making yeah. sure it sounds like them and stuff like that. So Yeah. There's like, listen, <laughs> two years later, I am a better me because of you. 
good. <laughs> well, it's because of you and your work. But I have yeah. had it's the pleasure of poking and prodding and nudging and kicking. Yeah. And Give me the swift kick in the butt that I lovingly, <laughs> yeah, encouraging. Yes. You are the most relentlessly positive person I know on the face of the planet. Like <laughs> oh, when it comes dang. to coaching, because you are and like you're positive, but like you are. So did you, did you really instill that habit yet? Because I haven't heard you talk about that. I know it was on your homework, <laughs> but did you really do it? You know what I mean? Like, right. All right. So I see that was a struggle for you this month. Is it still important to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that not important now? What has changed? What's the shift? Let's understand. And I'm like, that's, that's the kind of coach I need. I need somebody who's like, okay, you got a lot going on in there. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's start sorting through it. I kind of think of it like mental decluttering and it I'm just, is. I'm just like Marie Kondo in there. Like, is this serving you? Yes. No. Does this bring you joy? Does this bring you joy? No. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's all gone. Yeah, um, yeah, but a, a lot of times and, and me too, you know, like I live inside my own head and mm -hmm. so I need an outside person. So when I worked with a coach, one of the best things was the questions she would ask me and how she would hold up a mirror and she'd say, Mel, let's talk about what you just said. Yeah. That sounded like you were being really hard on yourself. And I don't know if you know this, Mel, but you can't flog yourself into success. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of my greatest takeaways from coaching, mm -hmm. even with all my years of working on personal growth and working with other people and, and all the reading I had done and um, still understanding that I was still being way too hard on myself. Yeah. And so for yeah. those of us who are go-getters and we're like, I got the list, I got the calendar, I got the <laughs> coffee, the highlighters. I'm ready. I'm ready. Just let me at it. So for those yeah. of us that are able to pump ourselves up, that energy can easily then transform into a not very nice version of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we all have that. Um, what's the opposite of a cheerleader? I need to come up with a word. Oh, yeah. But we I all have know. that. It's like a heckler. Of, yeah, yeah like a heckler. Show. That's good. Mm -hmm. We all have the heckler that lives mm -hmm. inside our own minds. That's like, wow, you're really sucking today, huh? Yeah, you're What's really happening with that you? one. Boy, that's the, yeah. you couldn't think of the opposite of cheerleader. What's wrong with you? That's okay. It's been a long day, my friend. <laughs> it has been a long day. This dog woke me up really early. Oh, that's but, the worst. I know, but she's so cute. So I do just so about So totally anything. worth it. So, okay. So it's been two years. Mm -hmm. You've been working on your health. Yes. You've also, also been able to work on your career, even oh, though in yeah. the beginning you were like, I have to do everything at one time. Mm -hmm. How long would you say it was? And I know this is going to be a guesstimate, but how long mm -hmm. would you say it was between when we're like, okay, but you're just going to start with your health. Mm -hmm. before you also started seeing a trickle down effect of, of positive things happening in other areas of your life because of so, working on your health. I, so from the day, cause I can tell you this to almost, <laughs> almost to the day from the day I effectively boiled in the habit of taking that one hour break. Mm -hmm. Cause there were some days where I 
it was a failure to launch. I, I felt like, no, no, today I can push through. So it probably took me about a week or two of like lying to myself to really come around and be like, no, just try it. Like, because then you yeah. can go back and say to Mel, I can't just do the one thing. Like realistically in your brain, like you try and come up with these excuses to yourself when the habit feels like something you don't want to do, even though you know you should do it. Like, you yeah. know, like eating broccoli if you don't like broccoli, but you know exactly. it's good for you kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So from of my first full week of consistently taking that break, I was better every time I sat down then at my computer to work on a project for a client or something creative, my word count exploded. <laughs> and it wasn't that, because sometimes I took a nap during that hour. Sometimes I sat there and kind of thought and pre-planned about what I was going to be working on, which I never really thought of it as that could be time for that. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. Like, because I didn't intend for it to be that time, but sometimes then I was like chomping at the bit for my alarm to go off to tell me my hour was up. Oh yeah. Your time out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like that at first. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't easy. <laughs> but then uh. the other thing is like, I just actually felt refreshed and like better equipped because I had that break. Cause like I said, my day job is a very logical brain kind of job. I, I do finances and work with numbers all day, which is the complete opposite. So like you actually have to do math and fun things like that. There's nothing like creative about it other than like how you're going to get insurance companies to pay claims that they don't. Right. Right. Realistically. Um, so it was so nice because it really let me decompress from the stress of whatever was happening at work during that day. Cause you know, with any, any job, whether it's your own career, because you have your own business, whether it's you're working for somebody else, there's going to be days that things are just going to like go haywire and it's going to feel like a crappy day. And just building in that time to actually take care of me and give my yeah. wrist the chance because I type all day, for both jobs. So when you have all day for both jobs, that means like, you're typing 12 to 16 hours a day, depending on how much like midnight oils, so to speak, yeah. you're burning, right? So for me with a wrist injury at the time, like that one hour, that gave me extra time on the back yeah. end, yeah. which I didn't realize. It gave me mental clarity on the back end. It made me nicer to my family. <gasps> oh, how about that? You know what I mean? Like, so the trickle down within a week of yeah. being consistent. And within that week of being consistent, I was like, oh, wow, this works. I am going to have to tell Mel Jolly she was right. Um, and that in and of itself was hard because we previously had been bargaining for me to be able to do 20 things. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm not gloating or anything. No, you but, were right. But it's okay to say you were right. because <laughs> It's a lesson that I also personally had to learn, right? And for me, it, it took the form of sleep. Because mm -hmm. I was following an influencer who all the time was online and like, if you're not getting up before the sun, then you'll never achieve your dream. Everybody I know who's successful gets up at five. And, you know, so I'm just taking all this in. And I'm like, well, I want to be successful and I want to achieve my dreams. I'm going to get up at five. Meanwhile, I wasn't going to bed early. Mm -hmm. I was still going to bed late. And then uh, because I was very stressed about my personal life, I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. When I went to bed. So I was sleeping from like, I don't know, mm -hmm. 11 to five. So I was maybe yeah. getting six hours and, and 
I finally had to come to a place where I go, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. I don't know if sleeping more is going to help, but I got to do something else. Sleeping less is, I'm pretty sure not going to help. Sleeping less is not going to help. So just getting to the mental place where I could give myself permission Mm -hmm. to get a human amount of rest, like an amount of rest that a normal human (laughs) adult needs. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard because I was so afraid of what I was going to sacrifice. I was so afraid Mm -hmm. that like, well, I'll never have free time to watch TV again. I'll never have time to write my book. I'll never have time to exercise because I'm going to be sleeping. Right. Right. Well, now I sleep on, on nights that I don't get woken up early, (laughs) eight to nine hours, Yeah, eight to nine hours is my sweet spot. And I love it. And as I was going through that transition of six hours to Mm -hmm. more than six hours, I would wake up, I'd still wake up early and I'd lay there in bed and I'd be like the most productive thing that I can do right now is go back to sleep. And that's just my mantra. And I just say it over and over. The most productive thing that I can do right now is take a break. And sometimes I still have to do that for myself. Yeah. But I know that it works. And I know that it's one of those things like focusing on your health, like Mm -hmm. taking breaks, um, exercise, drinking water. It's one of those Mm -hmm. habits that has a trickle down effect. So even though you wanted to work on 20 goals at one time, Yes. We still did start making progress in those other areas of oh. your life because you focused on the thing that needed your attention. The best thing is because of course, like you said, I started this um, original course with you before coaching with you privately in January of 2020. And mm-hmm. pretty much everyone can agree. 2020 kind of went out the window <laughs> and that day job of mine is in healthcare, which just added a whole new la- sure. layer of things for 2020. Right. But um, so the, and that class is what, three months, right? 12 weeks, essentially. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the class, you make us redo that star gauge of like where you are with the different things. And I was like, oh, that was unexpected in a few areas because I'd really only been working on one yeah. like consistently, right? At that point, that was still mainly the focus. But then because again, I think you're brilliant. And quite frankly, you're the exact kick in the butt I need for things. So like, please just take all my money and work with me because I need <laughs> you in my life. Um, I started doing that like quarterly, like I would just do a star, like where am I at? Kind of re-figure out where I see what I want my future to look like, because it changes. Like as you grow and you get to know yourself better. And that's the one thing this has done for me working with you and working through that class was I had an idea and you're right. Like I am one of those picture, big picture ideas, like person, like you ask yeah. what I want and I know, but you realize those things change over time. And if you don't stop and take stock of them, you realize you're heading down a path for something that really isn't something you want anymore. Right. Right. So, which was of course something you helped me <laughs> realize as well. And in doing those star charts and like putting kind of where I wanted to like, put my efforts every quarter. I feel like I do this great, like almost revision of me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where a great way to think of it. It's awesome. It's like a, doing a quick edit on myself, which is yeah. amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? Considering, um, I used to hate edits. It used to be my least favorite thing. And now like, not only do I edit on myself, <laughs> you know, 
that's what I do. I love it. And I'm like, huh, there's something to this, which is funny because last year and this year in January, you always do this, like start off the year workshop that you offer mm-hmm. to free for people. And I showed up last year and I was like, yeah, I'll see if I learned something new. And again, last year I sit there, I'm watching this thing. I'm like, all right, she caught me again. And, and I was working towards something completely different just because my life had kind of completely changed. And then this year I did, I keep showing up to your, your webinars because every time, even though we've been working together strategically for two years, like where I want to be, what I want to do, I get something out of it. And I encouraged a couple of friends to join as well, because I'm like, stop talking to me at dinners and on the phone about these things. Like, let's, let's do this. Right. Right. And still I walked away with that going, you know, I know Mel and I had our, our talk last month and I really want to focus here, but I realized I'm actually doing better there than I thought I was. Ah. I just wasn't giving myself credit for it. And that was yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, here's where I need to focus. Yeah. <laughs> so like, every time she gets me. <laughs> so just for everyone listening, the star chart that she's talking about is just, it's a worksheet within the course. Mm-hmm. Um, where I break down the different, like different areas of your life, like family and friends, your romantic relationship, your finances, your health, your giving and volunteering and several career. Others. I don't, career. Yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. Self-care, 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 uh, personal growth, personal growth. Oh, so, which I realized I'm knocking out of the park because of you. Of course you are. You're I mean, doing so much work. I've been so excited. You're doing great. So anyway, so I have you have you give yourself a light a rating of where you are presently of one to five mm-hmm. stars, five star being like everything is amazing and the best I can possibly imagine. And I was going to say one star, apparently half a star, half a star is like everything's a dumpster fire in this area yeah. of my life. And the mm-hmm. reason we do that is because your areas of your life want to be in balance mm-hmm. and everything is going to be easier if they are. So if Jenny comes to me and she's like, I really want to work in my career and she's rated it four stars and then she's rated her health or her relationships or something Mm -hmm. like that, one star Mm -hmm. or half a star, it's really hard if you feel crappy, like if you physically Mm -hmm. feel awful, if you have brain fog, if you're tired, it's really going to be hard to take your career from four stars to five stars Yeah. if everything else is a dumpster fire. Right. Yeah. And the interesting thing is you also realize what you think is four stars when other areas are dumpster fires turns out to be three stars. Once you start bringing those other areas up. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a comparison game. That's really, yeah. Because when you start realizing like, Oh, this is actually really like, I'm feeling like I've got a good handle on this. I'm doing better here. You realize, Oh, I really could spend a little more time here. So Mm -hmm. what you thought was a four yeah. It was a four because of where everything else was. Yes. But once those other things get better, really it was only a three. You didn't have necessarily exactly what you thought yeah. you had in there too. Yeah. So yeah, that balance. Goodness. Like I said, every three months, it has been like one of my favorite activities to do. Well, and um, let me say this for everybody listening. If you go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal and download the free journal and say yes to getting uh, encouragement for me. I forget how I say it. Encouragement in your inbox or tips to focus and whatever. If you say yes to that, 
one of the emails that I will send you will have this star chart on it. So you can get that for free. Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal and download the journal. Do the journal too. But yeah, um, it's I also a matter journal. Do what now? I love your print journal. The print oh, version thanks. that you can get on Amazon. It's yeah. So nice. That's the uh, year end journal is the one yeah, you're doing, the year right? End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. also been Which using I'm still the working print version because I don't want to print stuff at home. No, but I like it because I feel like year end doesn't necessarily have to be year end. It doesn't. And it's, it's a great, it's a great opportunity to just take stock of where you're at, where Mm -hmm. you want to go. And that download is becomingfutureyou.com forward slash 2021. If anybody wants to grab that, you can get it for free or you can buy it on Amazon, a print version. If you don't want to print it yourself, which I didn't want to. Yeah. So Jenny, let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, last question I want to ask you is now that you're two years in, mm-hmm. okay, two years in of working with me and however many years in of just working on personal growth in general, because I do know that you were an avid nonfiction reader and you had taken other oh, yeah. courses and things before we started working That's together. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now that you've become this version of Jenny, mm-hmm. what would you go back in time? If you could go back in time and tell past Jenny something to encourage her. What would you tell her? I can see you already know. No. So it's so (laughs) funny because you and I have known each other for so long. Um, I would have, because of how long we've known each other, I would tell past Jenny to talk to you about you starting this sooner. Oh, (laughs) you think I'm kidding, but so I know. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because let's face it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different things out there. And I, I, I was part of different writing organizations. So I did a ton of workshops on productivity. I did a lot of um, workshops and like, it may be behind me. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. Like I love that book. And I was trying to figure out ways to make that work for me, even though I do a creative job where I can't outsource a lot of things. And so like, if you think about it, but yet, Every time I sat in one of your sessions, because you used to teach on marketing quite a bit, you used to teach on newsletters and stuff like that, and even how to like automate them and find people and stuff. The thing is, you also always talked about time management, Mm. but it was always in a way that was related to something else. But yet you always like you had this kind of great focus that I wish I would have known to come to you sooner and be like, all right, you seem to be accomplishing a whole lot of stuff. How are you doing it? Because I didn't ask. And that's the one thing I was not good about asking questions to learn. I was always good about researching on my own and like doing it by myself. The best thing. So like I say, like I would have, I would tell past Jen to tell past Mel to get on this sooner because I feel like it's been really good for me. And I think it's been great for you. Um, and you know, so, and everybody else you work with. Yeah, it's been and an I incredible happen to know passion. some of those people who love and adore you and sing your praises as well. But the reality is, I wish I, Press Jen, had been better at asking the people who were experts at things directly. Yeah. Instead of going the indirect route. Because I swear, if I had said to you ever once in all those years I knew you, hey, can we sit down and have a cup of coffee? I want to figure out like, you seem to have your stuff all together as far as your scheduling. Like, how are you doing this? Because what I'm doing isn't working right for me. Could I pick your brain? Like, realistically, 
and I know you would have said yes because you are yes. you yeah. are that person. And you know, obviously, I love you. We were friends. So, I mean, I that's past gem would have been a lot smarter with those wow. things. She would have been like, Mel Jolly, why are you not doing something with this? This is an and unexpected answer. answers. I like this. I like this. So, <laughs> no, no, that's great. So, past Jenny could have been better about asking questions mm-hmm. and you would have gotten the answers a lot sooner. Oh, absolutely. And in this scenario, so would I. I also oh, yeah. would have gotten answers a lot. So we all would have. Great. I mean, so many Let's people. Let's get because... that time machine going and send somebody back in time. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing this today and, and from going straight from your day job to talking to me. And <laughs> I really think that you're going to help a lot of people because, you know, we're never alone in our struggles. We're yeah. the only ones who are experts on our life. and and neither you nor I can go into anybody's life and tell them what to do. Absolutely. But you're never alone if you are the kind of person who's trying to jam too many things in your schedule. If you're making a list that's way too long and setting yourself up to fail. If you're a go-getter who feels like you're never accomplishing anything and, and you're just not giving yourself credit and you've got this little heckler on your shoulder that's like, what's wrong with you? Why don't mm-hmm. you do better? Why aren't you more like this other person that I perceive to be getting everything done? Yes. Instead right? of like just stepping up and opening your mouth and asking. And instead of just asking and instead because of some just of them saying, are struggling too. Yes, some of them are struggling too. And instead of just asking and instead of just saying, oh hey, you know what I really need right now? A nap. What I most need right now is a nap. I think I will take it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jenny. I'm so You're grateful welcome. that you talked to me. I love you. I can't wait I for more too. of our coaching sessions. And we <laughs> will talk so soon. Me. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, Download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.